Fantasy Road Show. How now, brown cow? How now? How now, How brown, now brown cow? Unique New York. Unique New York. <laughs> How now, brown cow? And welcome in. I am your co-host, Ryan. Find me on Twitter at fantasy underscore trucker. And Coles at Coles Sports. And today is our second episode. We're going over Dynasty Quarterback Rankings 10 through 20. Um, all of our rankings will be posted on our Twitter. That's where you can find them all there. Twitter, uh, we will be posting on Sports Ethos as well. Um, so, you know, may uh, may expand a little bit into a square space specifically for the Fantasy Roadshow. And we'll have, you know, we'll have that outlet for sure on uh, on Sports Ethos. And, uh, yeah, so let's just dive right into uh, to 11 through 20. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of where we left off um, last episode, uh, we had talked about Bryce Young a little bit. He is my 11th-ranked quarterback, technically, but we don't need to go in any further with him. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd like to start off with uh, Dak Prescott. He is my number 12-ranked quarterback. Where do you have him in your rankings? Dak, I have at 16. Okay, so a little bit further down than me. Um, I'd like to just expand on a little bit on this. Dak Prescott is still only 29 years old. I don't know if you knew that. Before I looked, I thought he was over 30, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but he's still an elite quarterback. They're working on restructuring his contract. The Cowboys want to invest in him in the future, and they still believe in him. So I think that speaks volumes of him as a quarterback in today's NFL football. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I have him a little bit lower. Honestly, like, he is a great fantasy quarterback. Um, I think a little bit of my hesitancy is it's just the Cowboys. I don't know. I feel like they're always pretty underwhelming. Uh, you know, I do like CeeDee Lamb. I think he's – I think I have him at number three wide receiver, really in both redraft and dynasty. So, you know, I think he's going to continue to have a weapon like that around him that he's going to be successful. He's going to have a lot of passing yards. So I think maybe for me it's the injuries he's sustained with running the ball. He's going to stay in the pocket more. He's going to have to beat you with his arm, uh, which he will do. He'll have success. Yeah, um, his last his last fully healthy season where he played at least 16 games, he threw for almost 4,500 yards, Yeah, 37 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Yeah, I like, mean. He's pretty efficient with the football. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, you know, and this goes back to 2016, but top 10 quarterback, first two years. Uh, 18, he was four, He was 14th, and then, you know, he put up a number two overall quarterback, so that's, you know. Almost 5,000 yards throwing the ball. Yeah, that's his, uh, that's his very healthy ceiling. Uh, does he get back to number two? I, I don't think so. No. Uh, but I, top 10, that's in within reach. Yeah, with, with the stature of quarterbacks that are in the young guys that are excelling, you know, we obviously everybody we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. So I can I see him getting back inside the top 10? Yeah, right on that cusp. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, I'm looking at the names I have above Dak and, you know, 11, I have Daniel Jones. So a lot of it is age ahead of him and then ceiling. So, you know, Daniel Jones just signed a four year, $160 million contract. Um, he does have a little bit of that quarterback cheat code 
uh, fantasy cheat code to him. You know, 700 yards on the ground and seven touchdowns. This offseason, the Giants did just come out and say, um, you know, 120 rushing attempts. A lot of those are designed runs, and they don't intend to decrease those um, at all. So, you know, adding that element to the offense um, is huge for Daniel Jones. He's still 26. He's young. He's going to get better. Um, and he has Saquon in his prime as his main weapon. Just brought in Darren Waller, so they are trying to improve his receivers uh, or his receiving options. Yeah, his um, receivers are His receivers are, are so terrible. unknown, and that's like the hesitancy there for, you know, putting him into the top 10 or even, you know, high into the top 15 because we don't know what that's going to look like. You have Wondell Robinson. Um, you have, you know, Paris Campbell. Darius Slayton. Slayton, which one of those guys steps up? Hyatt, he's not the guy for me. I I just think he's one-trick pony, and he's going to get shut down in the NFL. This is the reason why I have Daniel Jones at 16. Yeah. I just – I I, want to see the Giants invest a little bit more in his wide receiving core. Um, You know, he's – early on in his career, he had a lot of – where he wasn't taking care of the football. He he threw a lot of interceptions. He fumbled the ball a lot. He's shown vast improvements last year in – you know, if he hadn't, yeah. he wouldn't. I don't think he would be even be in my top twenty if he hadn't shown the improvements that he did. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's actually funny. We have eleven and sixteen. Dak and Jones flipped for for podcast purposes. That worked out really well for us. Yeah. Um, and one thing I'd like to also add is like five interceptions. That was elite in his career. That shows that he's protecting the ball and put an emphasis there. Three fumbles lost. Like. Yeah, that's eight total turnovers down from 23 his rookie year and 16 his second year in the uh, in the NFL. So every year that number's gotten better. Um, 20, w- 23, 16, 10, and 8. Yeah, I want to contribute a lot of that success to Brian Dayball. Yeah, he came coach. in. He's been great. I mean, he's kept those guys accountable and, and took them to the next level last year. They uh, outperformed expectations. So, and then another year to establish his culture. I just think um, I, yeah, you know, I'm I would I am targeting Daniel Jones in most fantasy football drafts. Yeah, I just want that to be known. Yeah, he, he's uh, he he's White Vic. He's uh, mini mini Josh Allen. So yeah, that's why I've met eleven. Fair enough. Posted a top 10 season last year. I can see more of those in the future. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, my next quarterback after Dak Prescott is C.J. Strahd. Strahd. C.J. Strahd. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm somewhat of an Ohio State fan. I don't want that to get you know misconstrued a little bit, but I do like the direction that the NFL is going with um, Justin Fields hopefully outperforming expectations and C.J. Stroud going to follow suit. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that Ohio State quarterbacks get a bad rap in the NFL from obviously previous failures. So Terrell Pryor. Yeah, you, the list Cardale is long, Jones. Mike. I, the list is long. We don't need to go down that Golf list. Gage, but um, no, I just think it's. I, I, I'm excited to see that tide turn. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I mean, what? I, where do you have C.J. Stroud? I just I'm curious. I have Matt thirteen. Um, okay, so not so, too far down. Yeah, I have Daniel Jones, Tua, and then Stroud, and I like Stroud. I really do. I think he's. Oh, we have him in the same spot. We have them both at thirteen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, we both have him at thirteen. I do really like um, Stroud. I think that he's going to have success in the NFL. Um, Man, did a, you see what he did against that Georgia defense? Yeah, that's what everyone's talking about. Um, which I think he really needed that to instill that confidence in in us because the Big Ten is not the hardest conference um he's got michigan and then like wisconsin penn state 
you know, one of those teams are good every year. But other than that, there's not much competition year in and year out. So that was kind of the knock is like, yeah, he had success. I personally didn't think he made the best decisions all the time. And some of that is directly correlated with not facing the top defenses in the nation. You can kind of get away with that and hit with talent alone. You know, in high school, you come out of high school and you're just dominating everyone from athletic ability. Yeah, um, I mean, then, it helps it, it helps when you have the wide receiver core that he had as well. Yeah. Well, was, I mean, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Marvin Harrison. Yeah, it just a, a phenomenal wide receiving core to throw to. Yeah, elite. Um, so, you know. That's I'm not to say that it's the same. It's the same as high school, but when you're not facing the top defenses in the nation and you have the best receiving core, you can get away with a little bit more. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So stepping in against Georgia and balling out um, and showing that he has that next level and that next gear, uh, to me that's huge. All the reports this uh, so far in OTAs and minicamp were. Uh, very high on Stroud and how he's taking leadership of the locker room. So, you know, it's a young offense. They're building weapons around him. I think he's going to have a good career. That's why I got him at 13. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Um, so, anyways, uh, moving on, then I have at 14, Trey Lance, Kyler Murray at 15. Um, I do think we need to step back and talk about Tua, who I have at 12 and you have at 15. Um, Tua at 12 is a hopeful ranking that he doesn't injure his brain anymore because I do think he's a brain injury away from maybe not being in the league anymore, which is really sad to say Yeah, um, it's very about anyone. But, you know, that's the reality. Last year was really tough. That being said, his upside is, I mean, his upside is so high because you got well, Tyree Kill, you got Jalen Waddell, you yeah. got, you know. Put a, it this way, off- if, if, he, if he hadn't gotten injured – he would be in my top ten. Yeah, I mean yeah. the way the, the pace that he was setting last year was the number one quarterback. Yeah, I mean that offense was buzzing. Yeah, that's what I was my my point I was going to allude to is that McDaniel he loves fast players and he has exactly that. They added Devin A. Chain like he has tools around him to have an explosive offense. So from the amount of points they'd put up on the scoreboard alone and and what's going to come from his arm that's why i have him so high that being said there's a lot of risk there so you know i I just like his ceiling right now above stroud above lance two unproven young quarterbacks yeah yeah that's fair a fair point um i have kyler murray at 14 yeah which um i don't know how i feel about that to be honest with you i just i you know the whole kyler situation is just muggy at best yeah um is he even going to play this season that still to be determined yeah they're talking about the team being one of the worst in the league why would you why would you bring him back from that injury when you're you have no chance of doing anything this season yeah especially if tune like looks all right and they want to develop him a little bit more uh I don't know. I agree. Um, it could be a tank for Caleb or Marvin Harrison type season. Yep. I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards the Harrison. So I still think that the the organization is still on Kyler's side, and if they're able to have a bad season this year, lock in Marvin Harrison with with Hollywood Brown. I think that's why I have Kyler in my top fifteen. Really, yeah. is just the hopeful chance. 
that they get him another piece since they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins and that he can come back to form because, man, when he's when he's playing, he is a human joystick on the field. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, he's definitely the quickest on the field. I agree with Harrison. Like, I think Caleb and Harrison, both of those guys are, before their career starts, you can say Hall of Fame trajectory. Like, if you're not, it's if definitely, you're not Hall of Famers, you it's it's definitely looking that way. in my mind. Yeah. Um, so either way, like if you have the ability to go up and get one of those guys, uh, you're going to. And yeah, I mean, 2020, Kyler Murray had 11 rushing touchdowns with 800 yards. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's how many games was that into? 16. Um, so you know I, that aspect to him is there the 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 leg that you look for the the legs that you look for um, in fantasy quarterbacks, but. You know, I, I think he his arm is a little bit in question. I've never been a big fan of that. Well, he's uh, never thrown over four thousand yards. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of that threshold that makes that is the argument for elite quarterbacks. Yeah, if you can throw over four thousand yards like Herbert did already, th- that's the threshold in my opinion. Yeah, for an elite thrower. Yeah, and you know, fourteen or more games, he's gotten double digits interceptions, and has only had twenty six touchdowns passing um, was his high. So, you know, those first three seasons. Yeah, he was. He's been. A, he, he was, was a top Q, ten quarterback. QB six, QB three, Q, QB ten. So yeah. I mean, like, I, I can kind of be talked back into that's why Kyle. That's why I have Kyle there, and maybe it should be higher. Um, and I just have a bad taste in my mouth from this last season. Well, it's, um, I mean, when they did the whole contract thing and they made it public that he needed to watch more film and study tape yeah, and do yeah. a little bit more research, and then his, his whole video game story, it just it doesn't give you the feel that he's fully invested in football, plus his, his ability to play baseball and the fact that he was drafted. Like, he has other options. He, yeah. if, if this doesn't work out, there's definitely a path for him to do something else. Yeah, so, I guess. I mean, I, so for me, it's more the uncertainty this year, the bad taste from last year, and I just don't believe in his arm. I think that there's a reason why he's had double digits interceptions is because the strength in his arm, I don't know, those 15 and out routes just never looked good for me with Kyler. Not um, a big guy either. He's under six foot. No, and that worries me with the amount he runs the ball. That being said, he is so quick that he gets out of bounds a lot. But Yeah, they said he, behind Lamar Jackson, he's one of the hardest people to tackle on the yeah, football field. Yeah, and human joystick, like you said. Um, so I want to talk about Trey Lance real quick. I have him at 14. I think that's pretty strong. Yeah, it's a bit um, ambitious. Yeah, and my take with Trey Lance has not really changed, and it's been the same last year. Um so he got injured early on in the season. It was his job, you know, his time to shine, and got injured, unfortunately. Jimmy G steps in, performs like he does on that Niners team, has them winning, has them playing well, and then he gets injured. So I think there was some experience gained by Trey Lance during that time period, getting to see Jimmy control the offense and and see like how he uses those weapons and and really how he leads them to winning football games. And then unfortunately Jimmy gets injured. Brock Purdy comes in, plays at a pretty good level, makes great decisions, shows, you know, a lot of the reasons why they drafted him was because of his decision making and his accuracy. Uh, and, yeah, and his reactions and and he proved to be a good quarterback that could win games. That being said, I think a lot of the Brock Purdy is the guy. He's our quarterback of the future. A lot of that talk was to instill confidence in him 
moving into the playoffs in that playoff run because uh, they had thought they had a legitimate shot to win the Super Bowl, which they should. They had the best defense, just brought in Christian McCaffrey. So you don't need too much out of your quarterback play to win a championship. But again, I just think that narrative was because we're going to instill confidence in this guy for our playoff run. So now he gets injured in the playoffs, doesn't really prove that he is or is not the guy that can take them over that Jimmy G hump of winning championships. And then they double down this year and say, Brock Purdy is our guy if healthy week one. Yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up. Is I understand them trying to instill confidence in him over the playoffs and the postseason, but for them to continue that storyline and continue that narrative that he's our guy, yeah, it just shows to me that he really is their guy right now. Unless yeah. it's his job to lose, is my opinion on it. Yeah. So I that was definitely a curveball in my theory, but where I continue to have confidence is I think Lance is good enough, and in, from a talent perspective that much better than Purdy that he goes out during camp gets first string looks and balls out and looks really good and kind of reinstills that confidence in the management of like okay this is why we drafted him number three overall we're going to give him the shot at the beginning of the year and then he just never looks back knows he's in such a good spot to be um, a successful quarterback in the league and win championships and he just locks in focus and really just takes off as a quarterback and if he does that, he'll be higher than 14 for me last year. But that's why he's at that point. And that's why it's like, yeah, it may be ambitious, but also like I am just willing to put my chips on him having a successful career with the with the 49ers. Yeah, it seems like you're betting on talent. Yeah, you know, for you're, sure. you're it's there's one thing. It's uh, talent and opportunity is the keys to success in fantasy football. Yeah. And he's got one of them right now. He's yeah. just waiting for that opportunity. And I think if there's a chance that Brock Purdy isn't ready week one, Trey Lance wins the job over Sam Darnold, and Trey Lance goes out there week one and dominates, he, number one, creates a trade market for him. And number two, you know, maybe it's more than one week. What does Kyle Shanahan do if if Trey Lance is dominating on the football field and then Brock Purdy's healthy? Right. That's quite the decision that they have on well, their hands. Well, so for me, that's where my theory, I think, is does check out because it's like, all right, we're making Trey Lance go out there and win this job and kick it into that gear, which maybe he needed that motivation. Yeah. And then also you're building up trade value for Brock Purdy. Um, yeah. I, honestly, like – that's Darnold could just be your, you know, backup, like steady. If anything happens, he can come in and win us games. Um, and then Purdy, who is a seventh round draft pick, you have this built up narrative that he's a franchise guy. Well, you can get a hell of a lot more than a seventh round draft pick, which you, which what his capital was out of college. So yeah, maybe that is what the case is. And that's kind of next level management move. Um, but anyways, I mean, I think that's completely within realm and, and could be a reality there. Yeah, I don't I don't argue that. And that's why I have him just inside my top 20. Yeah. But the reason I have him back a little bit further than you do is because I still see there's a chance I'm not saying it's a probable chance, Mike, but there's a chance that Trey Lance is just the biggest bust we've ever seen. There's a chance that Lance? There's a chance that Lance is the biggest bust Bigger ever. bust than Jamarcus Russell? Bigger bust than Jamarcus Russell. If ah. I, I, there's, I'm just saying, if if all of a sudden Brock Purdy comes back week one, Sam Darnold is, is the number two, that Schefter just reported about this, 
and Trey Lance is just kind of left in the background, there's no trade market for him, there's still an opportunity there where that just never unfolds for Trey. So that's the reason why I have him so far back, but I am leaning towards your side now yeah. where the, you bet on the talent. There's a reason why the 49ers went and got him at the spot that they did in that draft. And Yeah, so I think like Lance – there's no trade market for him, but I think he could definitely go to a Falcons where you have a bunch of young weapons and you have Desmond Ritter who may not come out and perform very high. It's like, why not take a guy, buy a guy low and put him in an offense that he can succeed in yeah, or with the- young guys and they can all just kind of take off together. So like that is why I probably also have him at 14 is there are other avenues that he can take. The Raiders is another option. Absolutely. Pair him with the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Put him back with, put him back with Garoppolo. Like there are other avenues there to start. I don't think he just loses this job and goes away. So I don't know. That's where I'm at with Lance. Um, Let's move on to set number 17. I have Jordan Love Um, again, pretty high. You have him at 24. Let's just talk about him for a second. I, I'm a believer in Jordan Love. I think when he, just from like the eye test last year when Rodgers was out and he came in and played that one game, I thought he looked great. I thought he was poised in the pocket. I think I thought it looked like he learned a lot, sitting behind Rodgers. Like we, the amount of value that you're going to be able to absorb from sitting behind someone of Rodgers's level, uh, it's invaluable. You know, one, one thing that kind of holds back maybe not having a ton of success this year is that unproven receiving room, but they're all young. They're all going to grow together. I like Jaden Reed a lot in the slot. I Christian mean, Chris, Watson's he looked great last got year. talent, right? Yeah. So he could be a, a, you know, tier one, tier two receiver in the league. Um, I think what helps them the most is that dynamic duo that they got in the backfield absolutely. with AJ and Aaron. Yeah. Um, if they can establish the run early on and not make Jordan Love make these – ridiculous heroic, heroic plays, plays yeah. i think it's gonna bode well for him moving forward yeah and there's a little bit of growing up in chicago and seeing Favre, and then rogers come in well, it's like it's there just, you go loves the st- next guy bring him in and, and i i don't know I, I think he's gonna be good i think it's a statistical anomaly number one that you had two back-to-back hall of fame quarterbacks and to expect that there's going to be three back-to-back-to-back hall of fame quarterbacks yeah i just think it's statistically speaking is very improbable. Yeah, I don't necessarily think I. I don't think Jordan Love's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback necessarily, but um, I think he can be a top ten quarterback for a few years and like be the guy for the next ten. I think that's within realm. I don't know that that's Hall of Fame. Like, no, you know, I, Kirk I, Cousins yeah. is not a Hall of Famer, and he kind of does that. So I don't know. I think the Brackers are going to be a lot better than people expect. I, I agree with you that. The tandem of Jones and Dylan are like security blanket veterans in the huddle. Just put him in, you know, instill confidence and love and like just kind of, as I said, security blanket there. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I like love this year. I think the Packers are better than anyone is going to expect and, and he's going to have success. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you there. I think he'll have a good season. Yep. Um, you mentioned someone I'd like to segue to, Kirk Cousins. That's the segue, baby. Yeah, I have him at 17, um, and he is, just like Daniel Jones, someone I'm definitely targeting in, in dynasty drafts yep. um, and redrafts as well. Yeah, 17, um, you have Cousins. 18, you have Lance. 19, you have Goff. I have 18, 19, Cousins, Goff. The reason why I wanted to bring up that you know little tranche there is because 
I think there's a lot of similarities between Cousins and Goff, so we can go ahead and talk about them back-to-back and if, you know, they fit really well. Yeah, you know, to be fair, as I was going through the rankings, I just moved Goff above Trey Lance. So I have uh, Kirk and Goff back-to-back. There you go. Trey Lance at 19 and Geno at at 20. A little spoiler there, but... Yeah, talk um, about Cousins. So Kirk Cousins, you know, as I mentioned earlier... I, re- I referred to as the 4,000-yard 4, yeah. threshold, what makes an elite thrower. I don't know if you know this or not. Out of the first 11 seasons of Kirk Cousins, yep. seven out of the 11, he has thrown over 4,000 yards. Yeah, and seven out of the last eight in all of those eight seasons were when he was a starting quarterback. Um, so, you know, those first three that you mentioned, first four. Yeah, um, first three that you mentioned, he's not. He was not a starter. He only started six games at at most. So yeah, seven out of eight, he hit. He went over that four thousand threshold. That's, that's elite. Top ten quarterback four of those years. Um, so you know, and, and not to mention he has one of, if not the best young wide receiver in the NFL with Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So if you have someone throwing him go the Tigers. ball, go Tigers. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have someone throwing him the ball, you know, I just. You know, Kirk is 34 years old. Yeah. So he is getting up in range, but I still think he's got, you know, he had one of his best outputs last year. He finished as the number six fantasy quarterback. Yeah. I think there's also something to note. Give me Kirk Cousins in redraft. Uh, Give me him in best ball because he has a contract coming up. Oh, yeah. He wants to get paid. I guarantee you that. So. Um, you know, contract season for Kirk coming off number six overall quarterback, 4,500 yards, yeah. 29 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. That's a lot. So I think 4,500 yards is going to happen again, over 30 for sure. I could see him throwing for 35 touchdowns. You know, you add Jordan Addison, just another weapon there. Uh, Thielen was aging a little bit. Um, so, you know, you got Hawkinson, you got Jefferson, um, and you got that rookie Addison. I can see him throwing for you know, 35 for sure. Yeah, Hawkinson uh, was a huge addition to their team last year. I thought that was a great move towards the end of the season. Um, you know, Irv Smith was not the guy. No, and he's in Cincinnati now, so, you know, who knows what's going to happen in, in there. But um, anyway, you know, Kirk Cousins, this is his final year in his contract. He did come out and say that he wants to end his career in Minnesota, but it doesn't seem like Minnesota really wants to give him another long-term thing. Yeah. They might just go year to year. And I don't know what that looks like franchise for his future. Him. Yeah, Kirk Kirk is no stranger to the franchise tag. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. But um, yeah, I'm just I I'm bullish on Kirk Cousins this year. I think he's going to have a great season again. And um, but I don't know how many more he'll have after this one. Yeah, 34. His arm still looks good. He doesn't you know take that many hits. So I, I like Kirk Cousins this year and maybe for three years. Um, let's go on and talk about Goff. Um, he's in an interesting situation, played outstanding last year. Oh yeah. Um, I think that was better than Detroit could have asked for. Um, you know, he has weapons around him. Amon Ra is great. Um, you bring in Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. And if Jamison Williams can ever get on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these guys are just messing around. Yeah. And, and I think Sam Laporta is going to be an awesome tight end. Definitely. Um, I think he's, and another Iowa guy that you know has the has the build, and from what we're hearing in OTAs, he's a you know uh, he's shining. Um, so he's going to step in, fill that Hawkinson role. Um, I expect Goff to have a pretty another pretty good season. Um, I think the Lions are projected to win that division. They have, I, I don't they, know what the line is, but speaking of fan, speaking as a fan of the NFC North, they have the best team 
in the division overall. They have um, with Jameer Gibbs. I mean, their run defense was a little bit lackluster last year, but I think that improves with another year with uh, Hutchinson. And Jameer Gibbs, I think, is really going to be the X factor for them. And David Montgomery coming from the Bears. I think yeah. David Montgomery is going to have a fan- another phenomenal season. He's just kind of going to fit right into that Jamal Williams role that led the league in touchdowns last year. Yeah, so, I mean, Goff had 4,400 yards passing, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions. What a great ratio. Um, so, yeah, if he doesn't turn the ball over and continues to utilize his weapons and throw the ball, you could see another 4,000-plus, 30 yards. I don't know if he'll get 30 touchdowns. We'll see what happens there. But it's within reach. Yeah, he's uh, done it before. Yeah, so it's exciting to see what he's doing in Detroit. I'd be happy if I was a Lions fan. Oh, yeah, um, finally. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see what happens. You know, I don't know the last time, if ever in my lifetime, that the Lions were projected to win the division, but um, certainly <laughs> I, could be I, this I, year. I, I I would actually be curious to see the stats on that and to see if they if they were ever – I mean, maybe during the Barry Sanders days, but I don't even know. I wasn't alive. I didn't, neither was I. But um, yeah, they they've just been seemed to be plagued with um, you know, the whole Calvin Johnson thing. Did you ever hear about that? They still owe Calvin Johnson money, wow. and they and they haven't given it to him. And a lot of Alliance fans refer to that as like their Calvin Johnson curse. Wow. And they, they were trying to work out something with him where, hey, we'll give you the money, but you got to come and do some stuff for us. You got to come and make appearances and do some stuff at the facility. He goes, no, 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 no. You owe me that money. It's like this pretty big beef that they still haven't given him for. And I think the Ford family, I don't know what's going on. I haven't dove too much into it, but I just know that it it, it just doesn't look good for their organization. You know, he's he was one of your greatest players ever. Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I don't know about that. But anyways, I think we can move on to the 20th spot. Let's talk about Kenny Pickett first. I have him at 20. There's a little more controversy between Gino. I don't think we need to – who's your 20th? I don't think we need to get get too deep into Kenny Pickett. Um, I just think that the management thinks that he's their franchise quarterback. Uh, they're happy with the development that he's had last year and, in, 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 you know, the chemistry he has with Pickens, Najee's young. They think they have their offense, and last year was an absolute disaster um, as a whole. Yeah, but, their offense looked elementary. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so I, I think him being as young as he is with the weapons in place, now it's just time to grow and go together. That's why I have him there. I just think that between his youth and and having those weapons already in place, I, I, would, I would think that Pickett has some success. I don't know how, how you feel about that. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm rooting for Kenny Pickett. I want him to succeed in the NFL. I think he's in a great system there. I just need to see a little bit more from him. I yeah. need to see improvements this year for me to for me to rank him inside my top 20 in dynasty moving forward. Yeah. Um and I I honestly I think he will make those steps this year. Yeah. I believe in him, but I just based on what I saw last year, their offensive coordinator is the same as last year Matt Canada. You know, yeah. you would think that from the performance they had last year, they would improve that aspect, and they haven't. So, yeah. I'm just I'm, I think he will improve as a player, but I'm not sure about that offense as a whole. Yeah. So looking at my rankings, the reason why I have him at 20, um, he's in front of Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, Garoppolo. So I, I basically <laughs> said, I'm taking the young guy above the veterans that have some question marks that are on new teams. Um, so that is the reason why I pick it there, 
But let's go ahead and talk about Gino. You have him at 20. I have him at 28. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have Gino Smith ranked at 20, like you said. The reason why I have him at 20 and I have Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers above Kenny Pickett is because I like to envision my dynasty teams in a win-now aspect. So I tend to value those older people who are going to get you the points and get you the wins now as opposed to the younger people who are going to hopefully progress and get you the points in the future. Just wanted to put that in there. With Geno Smith, he was the number five quarterback last year. He had he finally had his breakout season or his you know uh, fantasy comeback player of the year award that he won. They got more weapons for him. They had DK Metcalf. They had Tyler Lockett, two great wide receivers in the NFL, and then they added the number one wide receiver prospect in quite some time in Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, huge for him. Not only that, they have a great running back, Kenneth Walker. I was really big on him last year. And what do they do? They had another great running back in Zach Charbonnet. Yeah. So with them adding those weapons, him being a number five quarterback last year. I don't see how he can not succeed in the same fashion that he did last year. Yeah. I don't see him doing it for many years into the future, but if if I can draft Regino Smith later on and he can get me a top 10 season again and possibly one more year after that depending on how much the team invests in him. Yeah. I'm I'm gung-ho for Gino and that's why I have him at 20. Yeah, so I understand that, and I completely agree that he may have some of the most weapons around him out of anyone in the league. Like, that wide receiving core is filthy. Two young running backs that complement each other really well. To me, Geno is just uh, – I look all the way back to 2014. Um, <laughs> that was the last time he started 14 games. Um, the next – you know, that the next handful of years from 2015 to 21, he started 16 games total. Um, no more yeah. than five a season. So it's, it's been a lackluster you know, career for him. Yeah. So I see last year as an anomaly. I mean, granted, since he's been a Seahawk, he played five games in 21 and was great. That's why they said you're our starting quarterback this year. So who knows? It could be a completely revamped Geno. And if that's the case, I'm really happy for him. But at the age of 32 and never really finding his place in the league, um, I think they're going to see some serious regression there, even though they've invested in tools and, and set him up to succeed. Now, is Pete Carroll a quarterback whisperer that, like, is that a tribute for a lot of Russell Wilson's success? You did see him fall off for the Broncos, and you saw Geno just absolutely outperform in, in his role. That's a very good point. Um, so maybe, you know, that system and, and Pete Carroll just knows how to set up quarterbacks and utilize their skill set and, and set them up to succeed. Maybe, and I'll be proved completely wrong, but I'm just going to go from 14 to 21, what I've seen at the at his age, and I, I don't know. I just I, I can't get it. I can't get behind Gino. Yeah, it, you're calling it a fluke, and I totally understand that. And I can see how that could be the case. Yeah. And your case for the regression makes a lot of sense statistically speaking. Yeah. So I, I just think even with a regression, he could easily be a top 10 quarterback this year. Yeah. So let, let's let's put a uh, friendly wager on the board. I'll say Geno Smith is outside of the top 15. In this next season? Yeah. You think he'll end up outside the top 15? Yeah. And 
I would definitely make that bet with you. All right, friendly wager. Uh, we'll put it on the board. We'll talk about it. Um, we haven't really come up with, you know, what the stipulations, what the stipulations are going to be, <laughs> but that one's on the board. Yeah, um, and I think that wraps up our top 20 quarterbacks, um, 10 through 20 here. Again, check out our rankings on Sports Ethos and our Twitters. Uh, my Twitter at fantasy underscore trucker. Uh, my Twitter at Coles underscore sports. Uh, you can find us on Sports Ethos. We will have our rankings, as we said, posted there on Twitter. We'll be updating them as the preseason or as the preseason unfolds. Um, so yeah, we're uh, we're excited to to get back into you know the final ten. 15 whatever maybe 20 quarterbacks we'll yeah see the, how our next episode going. will probably just go run through the rest of the quarterbacks that, yeah. that are we have ranked so um, stay tuned for that yeah cheers till then